All right. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to your Friday. You're listening to... to nope. That's uh, not it. You're listening to Crooked News. <laughs> Where we bring you crazy news, hilarious history, and stories from you. Yeah. So send your stories. <laughs> to talk cricket at gmail.com it's not hard to remember it's right there in the it's right there in the in the title yeah it's like the easiest email address of all time yeah it's just the title of the show at gmail other people's are so much more complicated they have like podcast in there and stuff we don't even do that we didn't even do that to you guys no because we're nice yeah (laughs) So, oh goodness! All right, all right. So this first article, it probably went a little better with your story last week, but okay, it's fine. Oh, well. We're gonna do it now. <laughs> um, so this was posted on May twenty ninth, twenty twenty, um, and it's by Louisa Isle. So Romanian cobbler keeps people apart with size seventy five shoes. So, oh shit! Yeah, it does go with my story last week. Yeah. So this um, is from Romania or Bucharest, um, and it is by Reuters. Uh, so soon after a two-month lockdown to prevent the spread of the new coronavirus eased in Romani- Romania in mid-May, uh, Grigor Lup, a Romanian shoemaker from the Transylvanian city of Cluj, noticed people were not respecting. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yep. C L U J. I don't know. <laughs> Cluj. Cluj. I love it. I'm, I'm on board. Okay. Uh, notice people. Gregor. <laughs> notice people were not respecting the rules of social distancing. So you don't say no. <laughs> so Lup came up with the idea of long-nosed leather shoes to help keep people apart. They come in a European. This is amazing. Yes, they come in a European size seventy-five. You can see it on the. (laughs) They're awful. They are. Oh no! They're so long. (laughs) It looks like a fucking paddle. (laughs) Are they six feet long to keep people away? Um, I think so. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Um, Is it both sides or just through the front? Just coming off the front. Just coming off the front. Oh, no. People can sneak up behind you, Gregor. (laughs) That's when you turn around. You haven't thought it through. (laughs) (laughs) You can see it on the street. People are not respecting social distancing rules, said Lup, who has been making leather shoes for 39 years. I went to the market to buy seedlings for my garden. There weren't many people there, but they kept getting closer and closer. If two people wearing these shoes were facing each other, there would be almost one and a half meters between them. While he also sells ready-made shoes, Lup's shop, which he opened in 2001, relies heavily on custom orders from theaters and opera houses across the country, as well as traditional folk dance ensembles. Oh my god. <laughs> his business ground That's amazing. Yeah. His business ground to a virtual standstill as live events were canceled or postponed due to the coronavirus pandemic, but he was cautiously optimistic that sales would recover over time. Um Lup, who said he adapted the long footwear for he made for actors, said he also, he had so far received five orders for social distancing shoes. It takes him two days to make a pair, right? 
It takes them two days to make a pair, which requires almost one square meter of leather. They cost 500 lei, or $115 a pair. Whoa. And now 55, Lup first started making shoes when he was 16, learning from a cobbler who at 93 today still makes traditional ethnic Hungarian footwear. That's so cool. Right? I thought that... That's really yeah. cool and also hilarious. Yeah, I thought that was just a, a fun <laughs> little story about the coronavirus. and That's so pure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cobbler, so I found a solution. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's adorable. I make the shoes. My shoes are long enough and they keep people away. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to do another... You want shoes like mine? <laughs> um, I'm going to do another coronavirus story, and then we'll do something that'll make us all thankful that we have been social distancing. Um, oh, shit. So, my mom ran into my room to tell me about this story, so I thought I would share it okay. with you guys. Um Monkey runs away with COVID-19 test samples after attacking lab worker in Meru. What? <laughs> oh, no! Monkey! Oh, they're so bad. Um, this was published on May 29th. Um, so, a group of monkeys... Of yeah. this year, I'm mm-hmm. guessing? Sorry, <laughs> I heard it. You paused for a really long time I thought there. I heard a knock at my door. Oh, okay. Um, so a group. That's creepy. Yeah. Continue. A group of monkeys on Friday <laughs> attacked a lab technician at Meru Medical College while he was carrying test samples and swab kits taken from suspected patients. In a video tweeted by a journalist, the monkeys snatched away the swab kits of three patients and escaped before the lab technician could do anything. The patients had to redo the test. And a report by Times Now says the monkeys were later found chewing the samples on tops of trees. <laughs> Oh, no. Monkeys are apparently... And that's how it crosses the species barrier again. Yep. No, just kidding. <laughs> Monkeys are apparently quite common within the college campus, but with this incident, locals are afraid that this could spread the infection. This is not the first time a monkey Fair. has attacked human beings in recent times. A few days ago, in another shocking oh incident, a monkey riding on a bike tried to kidnap a baby who was playing with her family members in broad what? daylight. That video what? went viral too, and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, what kind of monkeys are these? Uh, are they like tiny monkeys, or are they like full-on chimps? Because like chimps eat babies. It's terrible. Uh, I, these are tiny monkeys, I think. The, the oh, picture okay. shows tiny monkeys. I mean, a chimpanzee is technically an ape, yeah. so I'm hopefully, hopefully, the uh, reporter was respecting the uh, the primate. Pro, uh, pronouns or whatever you want to call. Okay. It. <laughs> Hopefully the reporter. That's was. funny. Um. Okay. Hopefully he's using the right terminology. Yeah. And that was from Yahoo News. So thank you, Yahoo. Um. Very nice. So that's hilarious. If a tiny little monkey was trying to steal a full-on baby, yeah, it was. It was pretty funny. It's like his size. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, so this is from WKFR 103.3. Uh, so thank you to that radio station. Uh, and it was written by Dana Marshall. And it was also published May 29th, 2020. I did these a while ago. Um, (laughs) Ohio woman is banned from Shell, then throws burrito at employee. 
Oh my god. <laughs> A delicious. That's that might as well say <laughs> woman kicked out of shop does not help her case. <laughs> Basically. Um <laughs> How dare you ban me? Really? <laughs> A delicious crime. Clearly you don't know how to be an adult. Oh my god. (laughs) A delicious crime was thwarted by a Shell Station employee. A 55-year-old woman wore out her welcome at the True North Shell Station in Berea, Ohio last Saturday night. The Shell and... Wait, wait, Uh wait. How old was this woman? A 55-year-old woman. 55? (laughs) So a grown-ass adult woman. Oh, my God. Um, The Shell employee said that this woman has been a problem for a while and that this was the last straw, according to (laughs) (laughs) Cleveland.com. The worker said the store... The worker said the store had experienced problems with the woman in the past. On May 23rd, the woman walked into the store, grabbed a burrito, and started to walk out without paying. When the suspect... What? mm -hmm. Just... The balls on this woman. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? You don't just get to take a burrito. No. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. When the suspect was told she had to pay for the food she attempted to walk out with, she threw it at the employee. <laughs> In a confusing turn of events. Oh my god. Yeah, that's very confusing. How dare you? In a confusing turn. <laughs> what world does this lady live in? I have in? no idea. It's not ours. <laughs> Good god. And, no, not my world. <laughs> in a confusing turn of events, the would-be shoplifter then refused to leave the store and threatened to sue the employee. For what? We are not sure. What? <laughs> um, For telling you you can't steal food? Apparently. <laughs> I don't think you would win, sweetheart. (laughs) Ohio residents have a thing for throwing food, apparently. Just a couple of weeks ago, we covered a story about a man arrested for assaulting Burger King employees with food. Um, (laughs) yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, But wait, there's more. Stop. Leave people alone. After the food throwing incident with that guy, the suspect then moved his truck in order to block the drive through exit so nobody could leave. The angry food thrower what? declined to speak with officers and was cited for disorderly conduct. Um, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> in the case of the burrito thrower, the angry would-be shoplifter wasn't arrested. However, police told her she was no longer allowed to enter the shell station. She agreed to never come back. No word on where she got her next Good. burrito. three i would bet money i don't know why i said three i was gonna say three guesses but i don't know why i would bet money that she comes back in like oh yes and tries to pull the same shit again good money because people who are banned always come back to try and test that oh god do they as we have learned from working in retail Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Yep, it was great. I love it when grown-ass adults who are old enough to be grandparents act like (laughs) two-year-olds. Me too. Oh, my God. What the fuck? What right have you to this burrito? (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. Do you have another one? No. (laughs) What right have you to this burrito? 
I need that on stage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what right have you to this burrito? Oh, that's Shakespearean content you, right there. I'm sorry. This is an estab- this is an establishment of business in which things are exchanged for money. Yeah. It's not a free buffet. <laughs> Good God. All right, let's take a okay. tiny break. All right, so we're back. And we're back. All right, so mine has nothing to do with anything you just read. <laughs> um, <laughs> one might even call it super fucking random. But, <laughs> oh, well, that's kind of what um, we are about here at Crooked News. Yes. Um, so I found a delightful story about a woman who was hit by a meteorite. What the fuck? She lived. Don't worry. <laughs> um, this isn't a sad tale. The aliens um, chose her. Interesting. Yes. So, um, this is a, this is an article from, of course, Mental Floss mm-hmm. called "The Time Anne Hodges Was Hit by a Meteorite." It was written by Katie Horowitz uh, and published November thirtieth, two thousand sixteen. Okay. So, strap in. Uh, I'm strapped. Ready? Yep. All right. If you think construction noise is a nap-destroying nuisance, you should check out the space rock that hit a sleeping woman in 1954. Oh, I'd be so mad. Uh Uh-huh. Anne Hodges had settled onto the couch that afternoon with no awareness of the agent of chaos tearing through the heavens above her house. (laughs) Agent of chaos is my favorite term. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I am an agent of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> a larger than average size meteorite was zipping toward our planet, crumbling as it fell. The fireball produced by the meteorite's disintegration was so bright it could be seen by humans below in three different states. Oh my god. Imagine the conspiracy theories that would come out of this. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> Uh, Most of the rock's bulk was vaporized as it entered Earth's atmosphere, but one bowling ball-sized chunk survived and continued on its improbable course. The scorching hot rock crashed through the roof of Hodge's home in Hmm. Silicaga? Sure. Alabama. Then threw her then threw her ceiling into her living room, bouncing off a large radio before slamming into her unconscious body. So thankfully it went through a few things before it hit her. Ugh. Otherwise she probably wouldn't have survived. Yeah. Astonishingly, thirty four year old Hodges survived the incident with minor injuries, including a heinous bruise on her waist. It's huge. The bruise on her. Oh my god. It's, it's huge. Could you imagine? But the meteor No Like no you're you're 34 you hate your life still like you're you go to this job she hated her life (laughs) okay well maybe she didn't happen we don't know we have no information about that (laughs) but she was napping on a couch oh if you're napping on the couch god needs to leave you alone just leave you alone everything should leave you alone But the meteorite's violent (laughs) arrival was just the start. Here it is. Oh, here we go. Everyone wanted a piece of the space-struck housewife. 
Hodges made appearances in newspapers, Life magazine, and on TV game shows. But they also wanted a piece of the rock that struck her. <laughs> Air Force Intelligence seized the rock to make sure it wasn't some sort of spy equipment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Geologists at the Smithsonian wanted to keep it for further study. <laughs> Anne's husband, Hewlett... That is the best Hewlett name. Hodges <laughs> saw the meteorite as a gold mine and decided to sell it. Ah. Unfortunately, their landlord, Bertie Guy, had the same idea. This is going to be shitty. The two took it to court where Guy argued that any celestial object that fell on her property automatically belonged to her. No. I'm sorry, what? Where is that in a lease agreement? <laughs> <laughs> It's not. By that logic, anything that appears in the house belongs to you. Yeah. No. <laughs> the case became a battle of endurance. Eventually, the landlord lost. Good. Good. But not before the drawn-out legal process drove down the meteorite's value. Yeah, because now we've wasted time and money in court. Yeah. By the time the rock, by the time the rock reverted to Anne and Hewitt, Hewlett's possession, nobody wanted to buy it. Of course. So that blows. Anne began using it as a doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And eventually, and eventually donated it to the Museum of Natural History in Alabama. Fair. Yeah. Probably where it belongs. Yep. The trauma of the incident, though, legal battles, and overwhelming media attention left their scars on, on Hodges long after her bruise had healed. She and her husband separated, citing the strain caused by the meteorite and saying they wished it had never happened. Aww. That blows. I'm sure if she had trouble sleeping after that, you fucking like, what's gonna hit me next? Yeah. Anne fell ill and died just eight years later at the age of 52. No. Hodge's brush with space was, oddly enough, not the beginning nor the end of her home's, home state's relationship with meteorites. Mm -hmm. The jazz standard Stars Fell on Alabama was penned 20 years earlier in praise of an, of an especially spectacular meteor shower. Mm -hmm. Six decades later, another meteorite rained debris not too far from the couple's old home. If this story has a mor moral, it's for Alabama residents. Please keep an eye on the sky. Mm -hmm. I like that. Me too. I thought it was delightful. It was. Except for the end there where <laughs> she like just died alone. But. <laughs> Great. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We've had a delightful See what media night. attention does to things. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, I love that she just started using it as a doorstop. That's. Me too. Hysterical. Oh my goodness. Fuck that landlord. All right. <laughs> um. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we love you. And please remember to stay safe. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Cricket. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. 
You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.